I was driving to work one day and I was being followed by a reptilian. Yeah? Yeah, this lady was behind me and her face was like hanging off. Like, it wasn't just like loose old people's skin. It was Jeez. like sloughed off. And How much did you take? Well, <laughs> she like pushed her like hands back through her hair and her entire face moved back in like reposition. I was Christ. freaking out. And then she turned into a Rite Aid and I was like, she can't be reptilian if she's going to a Rite Aid. Yeah. She goes CVS for sure. Oh, she's yeah. Reptilian. It's like, I need more talcum powder. Yeah. They sell cigs at Rite Aid, so she if you knew. go there, you're you're cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought they were done selling cigarettes at Rite Aid. Now, Rite Aid still sells smokes. CVS and all them, they don't sell smokes anymore. Oh. So Rite Aid are. kept the 100. She went to a uh, mom and pop uh, pharmacy. Definitely a fucking reptile. Yeah. Only reptiles support small business anymore. None of these small pharmacies. Oh. Okay, cool. So you know what? Let's let it ride with this levels. This is episode 15 of the podcast. I am Christian here with Kagan again. Hello. And Kagan has the most sensitive mic ever, so there's a little bit of echo, so you'll hear us in multiple channels, which is okay. And we're also here with another friend of ours and Kagan's roommate, Bill. Salutations. That is Bill. Um, Kyle's still not back because I have yet to figure out how to resurrect friends who work night shift necronomicon it's it's the friends who work night shift phenomena and i can't figure out how to bring him what? back yeah he just works night shift that's the issue the phenomena the phenomena of third shift uh but nah it's cool i have some other people who are better than him anyway jeez we, yeah yeah I, I hold some resentment for him for being an adult with a real job <laughs> uh we are back episode 15 we watched the 2017 film Leatherface in honor of the reptilian lady I saw behind me on my way into Gettysburg going to CVS, Rite Aid. And before we start, we need to give a rest in peace to a good friend of ours, Isaac, who moved to Miami. Yeah, he's not dead. But he's in, he is in God's waiting room, technically. Is that, uh, what do they call that? Purgatory? Oh, is... You Catholic, Kagan? No. No. I don't like you call that purgatory. I've never been to Miami. <laughs> you ever been to Miami? No, it seems terrible. It seems like it's hot and humid, and there's a lot of angry people there telling me that I'm in the wrong lane. I don't know. It seems relevant to like a personal experience that you may have had. Yeah, someone told me you need to drive on the left side of the road in Florida. On the left side? Yeah. Is it England? No, I, I guess. I don't know. They were like, you go on the floor, you drive on the left lane of the road. I'm like, it seems weird, but okay. No, that would be terrible. Also, if, if this sounds weird, it might be because we're not in... Oh, yeah, I guess I should. Yeah, we're at, we're, uh, at Bill and I's house. Yeah, we're not in normal podcast studio, which is my bedroom. Which, it's cool because there's, like, carpet, so kind of ba- it like acts as a built-in sound baffle, buffle. We don't have that here. No, it's hardwood floors. There's a little bit of echoing, and Kagan has a better mic than I do. Yeah, phantom power. Ooh. Pick up the ghosts in the house. So, yeah. So if Kagan's really annoying me, I can just press this button right here. Gone. 
Oh, he's he's gone. See, the audio got a lot better, less echoey, and now Kagan is silenced forever. But now he's back. I like that power dynamic you have there. Yeah, it's if Kagan's really being a, a naughty. I will not be oppressed. <laughs> if Kagan's being a chunk as long as he will get turned off. Attica! Attica! Attica, <laughs> man! Attica! Attica! What's what's that reference from? Dog Day Afternoon. Really? He says it that it's all that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah, but it's from Al Pacino yells in Dog Day Afternoon. He's out in front of a bank that he's robbing. Really? He's talking about the prison riots in Attica. Oh, see, I just knew it from Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Right. Shall not be silent. <laughs> okay, so we watched Leatherface and right out the bat, out of thirty two children wearing Pigs' heads. What would you rate it? Oh, jeez. I don't even... What, would Is one or 32 better? 32, 32 children wearing pig head. pig's head is ideal. It's good. <laughs> okay. That's good one. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds want, worse. You know, you that sounds considerably worse than one, children, one child wearing a pig's head. No, you want 32 children in pig's heads with bolt gun holes in them to be... That's good. That's an army. You can rob a city. An entire that's city. true. You um, can control a city with them. I'm definitely... Gonna have to stick with out of thirty two. I'll probably give this like a probably like a six kids with pig heads. Damn. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was not impressed with this one. Um, I haven't been impressed with a uh, with the Texas Chainsaw sequel really since the second one. Maybe so that's yeah. why I per- that's perhaps why I hold the sequel the uh, the series so near and dear to my heart. But uh, I thought uh, there were some some bright points and some interesting things that I that, you know. We can talk about, but uh, definitely as just a movie rating, I would not yeah. rate it fairly. <laughs> it did have a be- it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, so we have to give it credit. Yeah, that's true. It, it, but it definitely suffered from a bell curve thing where it was eh, eh, and then it got really good, and then it just dropped off. It fast. was sequential. It was. It was uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it didn't bounce around at all. Yeah. Kagan, what about you? Out of thirty-two children with a pig's head, thirty-two. Uh, I don't know, man. Is this the rating systems you use? The rating system you use for every movie? Oh yeah, or I just <laughs> I pick an arbitrary number and an arbitrary like item from the movie, and we go from there. It wasn't good. Yeah, but it was rad. It was rad. That is fair. There are some. The second time watching it, this is the second time I've seen it, and I thought the kills were really sweet the first time but even now watching the second time they weren't that good I was a little I was I, I heard you both use the word rad when giving this movie like a a synopsis before and uh, I honestly thought it was a little bit less you know rad, rad really I really hoped yeah it was ooey and gooey it definitely was that yeah, yeah it was yeah. very it was gushy this movie was, was Viscous. Yeah, viscous <laughs> is the word. I forget what movie I watched recently. Described it as crunchy, and it worked. And I think ooey and gooey and viscous. Quite wet. Yeah, yeah. This movie. But sticky. It's it's yeah. It's gross. There's a lot of bodily fluids. Yeah, this on movie everybody. was a sound effect. It would be. Yeah, actually, ugh, ugh, I don't like it. Let's let's dive in here. Um, starting right out, Yeehaw is the first note I wrote about this movie because we are deep in Texas at. The only birthday party I'm happy I didn't get invited to for young Jed, a.k.a. Leatherface. And it is Leatherface, Grandpa, Mom, Verna. Was her name Vernon? Verna? Yeah, yeah, Verna. Verna, Vernon. Um, Confederate reenactment soldier. And then... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kid's teeth. Little drummer boy. 
this these this kid's teeth, if he would have been like painted yellow, it would have been a racist caricature. <laughs> it looks like Mickey Rooney and Breakfast. Oh no, it's no, <laughs> exactly what it looked like though. His teeth were bad. And then a brother who it has to be like Chop Top or the Hitchhiker. Yeah. If if they care anything about like continuity. It's is, hard to say. Is, yeah, is the idea that the Hitchhiker is one of the family members in the first? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely a family member. But the issue is like in the second Texas Chainsaw Chop Top looks just like the Hitchhiker. But the Hitchhiker gets just rocked by a semi truck at the end of the first one. Okay, so the idea is like the Hitchhiker is chopped out? I don't know. See, here's now... I'm going to stop you. This is your issue. You're applying logic into the continuity of the Ch- Texas Chainsaw franchise. The first one Even that I saw... Here. Yeah, it's not a good idea. The first one... That's actually the first date that I was ever on was the uh, remake. Really? In 2007? 2006? 2006. It was, I think it was like 2003. Like It was like... Well, they had like the sequel to the remake. That's what they came out in like oh, 2006, oh, 2007. Yeah. The, yeah um, but I think the, the Platinum Dunes like original remake came out like... I was definitely younger. Like I remember seeing VHS copies of it to, really? to put a certain date to it. Yeah, I was okay. I was in middle school. <laughs> well, then the sequel to the remake was is... the beginning. Yeah, that's the. And then there's like Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was just first date I was ever ridiculous. on. Ridiculous. Yeah, that has probably one of the worst lines. Not to get into a whole other movie, but uh, Alexander Daddario is like the cousin of the of the Leatherface family in that. And there's a part in that movie oh. where she says. It's something Michelle has done cuz or some shit like that yeah Tech, yeah. Leatherface turns good at the end of Texas Chainsaw 3D yeah yeah. oh it's stupid yeah oh. what's it, the one where uh is that this uh I remember walking through a blockbuster and uh the cover was like lipstick with that's see that's that's next that's, generation. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's next generation. Where uh, I'm honestly shocked that that even ever made it to a blockbuster. I'm shocked. <laughs> I think that's what we should now, have watched. A blockbuster, kids, is a place where people <laughs> used to rent movies. It was like a on tape of it all was things. Like a movie library. It w- actually, a, a library. library <laughs> okay, so a library is where you go to rent books. Books are <laughs> books are physical Kindles, and a Kindle was the precursor to the iPad. I think we've made it up here now. It was like an iPad that started, but you could only books read on it. I don't know. If we start explaining what iPads are. I don't even think what anybody. I don't even think anybody uses those anymore, even outside of like construction. So you know what? There was an old lady who came to the borough today who works there, and she brought in an iPad. And I was like, I think you're seeing the people who use iPads still. Elder, Did she use it to lady. take pictures? Have you ever seen somebody do that? Then, yes, I have. She's like, this is my sheet big from their phone. Face. <laughs> <laughs> this is my big No, but she didn't know how to email something. That was funny. Oh, I kind of feel bad for old people. These days, because it is a big jump in technology. Like Hillary, yeah, I mean, like everything Hillary was the same for the first sixty years of their lives, and now we have digital shit. And it's, yeah. it's honestly unfair to them. Yeah, so, I feel a little, a little empathy for them. So you talking Clinton about walks into the borough office and she asks Christian how to use her email. <laughs> I am I am one hundred percent in the Mark Maron camp that Hillary's emails was just an old lady not knowing how to use her computer. <laughs> yeah, that is a hundred percent what happened. She yeah, sent the wrong email on the wrong account. But they're at this party, back to the movie, yeah. and they're at this party, and they're like, happy birthday, Jed, and they go to cut the cake, and the one boy just starts grabbing at it, and it is a... Well, he's cutting vigorously. It is. He is brutalizing this cake, and it is 
what I think is just entrails covered in icing. Could be. Yeah, actually, I didn't because it kind of looks like a wet mound. It is like entrails stuff. covered yeah, in icing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Makes sense actually. And Vernon's like, make sure you give a piece to our guest of honor. And there's this guy tied up in a chair, and they're like, you stole our pigs. And he's like, I don't want your hillbilly, trashy pig because you inbred people. And. And they shove cake in his face. They do shove cake in his face, and that's the only time I wouldn't want they cake shoved in my Steve face. Aoki in. He's a DJ who throws cake at people. Oh, I knew he was who he was. I know he threw cake at people. Yeah, he throws cake at people. Aw, I want to go to that concert. It's better than what you get thrown at you at a Gigi Allen concert. Poop. It's poop. <laughs> it's poop. And uh, they're like, why don't we show our guest of honor Jed's new birthday gift? And for this seven-year-old's birthday, they buy him a big freaking chainsaw. Yeah. They waited till seven till you gave him a chainsaw? Uh, he looked like he was seven. I don't know how old he was. <laughs> it was like 1955. Which brings so, and then they kill the guy. Not with a chainsaw, though. Uh, Grandpa hits him with a hammer. Yeah, because Jed can't uh, muster up the. Because he's a little bitch boy. Yeah, and here we go again. Sympathetic villains. Like I hate that so much. Like yeah. this guy who, for the most part, for like you know, you know, through the remainder of this series before this, like has been just this mindless killing machine. You know what? No. I'm going to stop your counterpoint. Every single Texas Chainsaw, he's been sympathetic. Even in Not... The f- I, w- I wouldn't say in the first one, like... Yeah, there's there's the whole scene of him freaking out in, like, the living room after he killed him, and they're like, you dumb idiot, you killed all these people. And That's like... I would call that a different level of sympathetic, though, between... Well, you could just the, tell him he was like, just this, like, mentally disabled man who doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah, so I guess that is sympathetic, but as far as him, like, having, like, a morality... Oh, he doesn't you know have, what I mean? Yeah, you feel bad for him in the way you feel bad for... Leatherface, I guess. That yeah. He doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And he's abused. Yeah, it's a shame that he does all that in Texas because they'll still try him and execute yeah, him. That's actually him. true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, hot take. Deep cut. Uh, so, yeah, they do this birthday party and they kill this guy. Grandpa hits him head with a hammer because Jed's a little bitch boy and can't kill him with a chainsaw because he has morality so far. And it just jumps forward and. I don't know. Jed's like in the middle of a road and a pig head. Yeah, I think that only jumps forward like a few. I mean, he's yeah, still around the same I mean, age. He's still a baby. Yeah. yeah. This movie just makes no sense. Okay. So it's uh, a couple, young teen couple. Yeah. Uh, they're driving down the road. They see some. They see a dead animal on the road, and they get out, and the girl's like, "We gotta help him." And the kid stands up and yells, "Help me!" And then he runs off into the woods. Well, before that, the uh, yeah, the kid's like pretending to be like a dead animal in the middle of the road, and they pull over. And the girl gets out, and the kid stands up. He's wearing nothing but overalls and like a dead like animal mask on his face. And she says, "Oh, it's all right. It's just a kid." Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just another day in Texas. Yeah, no oh, cause for alarm. Wearing a dead animal's head on his face. It it is the uh, the uh, pig. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it isn't until uh, yeah, it's the pig. It's not until the kid yells, "Help me!" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "We gotta do and something." Be, and yeah, Betty's like, "No, this is just another day down in Texas." Every day in Texas is the scene from Freddy Got Fingered where he's in the in he's the deer skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is just every day in Texas. And Betty goes running after him, and the boyfriend's like, "No, Betty, I didn't hit him. It's fine." And she's like, "No, we still gotta help him." And honestly, I felt bad for thinking, but Betty kind of deserved it. I mean, she does have every opportunity, like, to not it's easy to say, like, having seen hundreds of hours of horror movies, you know, not being alive yeah. in 1955, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, you see it happen and you're like, why in the world are you going to chase this kid down through, like, 
a half a mile of cornfield, like every opportunity to turn back and be like, damn, this is sketchy as shit. I'm about to get killed. It's but, like the small events in Grand Theft Auto where someone's like, you gotta help, and you're oh, like, I'm just gonna shoot you now. Cause yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. want to deal with that. Yeah, this is exactly. You know, it is Texas, so they definitely had a gun in the truck, and like, I don't understand, like, okay. unbelievable. But she does follow him, and she ends up in a barn, and it's got a false floor. It is the most elaborate trap to kill somebody. Yeah, ever. to kill one person that you might be able to lure to your barn. Yeah, that she has to walk on this right spot. Fall yeah, down. yeah. yeah. So and the best like, part of that was like it, like she sees him and it goes like a chin, like jump, jump scare, and then the floor, the floor falls through. She's standing in the same place for for a moment or two, and then it breaks after it's confirmed that she has chased him into this barn. Yeah. And then she's, like, laying down there. She fell on, like... Yeah, very elaborate hooks. Like, how long had Jed been laying in the, like, in the road? Yeah, I hope they, you know, they probably brought, like, multiple lunches or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like, guessing for the better part of an afternoon, this child yeah. is laying in the road inside. Bubba, Bubba, you gotta go down to Jed, give him lunch. It's been there about eight hours. <laughs> it's hot in here. And uh, she falls down, and she's, like, laying there dying, and they drop an engine on her. They don't really explain why. It doesn't really come up the reasoning for it, and I guess it only comes up to further the plot that these people are crazy. I yeah, get it. they're like a murderous family. Yeah, because a hole in the floor with some spikes in it seems like an accident. When you have a chain fall rigged above it with an engine <laughs> ready to fall on top, that just seems super deliberate. Like that's damn it, another person fell in the spiky <laughs> pit under the under the barn. Well, because that's this thing what, needs a damn railing. That's that's <laughs> honestly what they try to pull. Cause like, some stairs. <laughs> that is what they try to pull. Because the sheriff shows up and he's like, "You killed my daughter," and the guy's like, "Ah." No, you don't have any proof. I just found the body. And yeah, well, that's did they show the scene where they called the police? Because like, police. that's what I'm getting at. Like, there's no like, the implication there is that well, he the says, family I found the body, right? So yeah. So he, yeah, they called the cops on themselves after calling after killing the sheriff's daughter. Yeah, it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. And they're like. The sheriff's like, oh, you killed my girl. And, and Vernon's like, oh, you can't take my boys away. And he's like, no, I can because you're a crazy, crazy lady. And these children are endangered. And he's like, you take one of mine, I'm going to take one of yours. The sheriff, by the way, the, I'm the most famous person in this movie is uh, played by Stephen Dorff. They got a real A-lister. The Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. I thought I saw Stephen Dorff a couple weeks ago. Who's Stephen Dorff? Who asked that? It just turns out that it was any other white guy ever. Well, like, what did Stephen Dorff do that we know? Uh, Blue Blade and True Detective Season 3 other than the Blue East Sig commercials and that's literally it. Uh, who was he in Blade? In um, the bat, in the first Blade he yes. is the bad guy. He's like the douchebag like club vampire. No, that's the guy from No, that's Grounded Stephen Dorff, dude. No, um, a, that's Stephen Dorff, I'm telling you. Grounded for Life. If we put on Blade right now you would see that that is, and maybe that, that is the guy Next from Grounded for Life, I'm not Blade. familiar. Wait a minute. But I Stephen Dorff is the bad guy from Blade. I will... I will cut my head off on this podcast if that is not Stephen Dorff. Well, you could. You could just make I'll it. eat my hat. <laughs> I'll eat my own hat. Look, i, I got to look this up because I swore that was the dude from Grounded for Life. The well, I don't know who that is, so we could both be right. I don't know. Let me see Stephen Dorff. <laughs> what if that's that guy's name? What? Stephen Dorff. That's his name. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the guy from Grounded for Life. Yeah. Is his name spelled like... Yeah, that's, that's Stephen Dorff. Steve, with a V, not a PH? PH. Oh, so Stefan. Yeah. Deacon Frost. Come with the king, you best not miss, Kagan. <laughs> I was just... Like, I Deacon... Have, Deacon I didn't have data, man. 
using jackals too. That's another part. Deacon Frost. Now we got to know who's Deacon Frost. Well, it's not the dude from Eric. You're grounded for life. It's the bad guy. I'm telling you, he's like yeah. the main like. He's like the dickhead young vampire in that movie. Well, we're missing the most important role he was in. He was in uh, Bucky Larson in Born to Be a Star. Yeah, he was, he was a porn star. As Miles He was uh, Dick Shadow. <laughs> Dick Shadow. He's Dick Shadow. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I did like, um, you know, I just watched True Detective Season 3 not too long ago, and I was like, oh, Stephen Dorff's pretty good. He does a good, like, southern accent. I didn't realize that he had this entire movie to warm up for that and do the exact same <laughs> accent and character. It might he got to play a grizzled, like, southern law enforcement officer. This was his reel for, uh, for his audition. No, that's, I would really like to think that they had nothing to do with each other and somebody, like, the casting people from True Detective were like, oh, Stephen Dorff, he does a really good, uh, does a really good southern, southern cop thing. <laughs> so... You think the uh, can you ditch the, the ten gallon hat? <laughs> you, you think the a- acting recruiters had nothing better to do with their day than to watch Leatherface? I mean, they also casted Matthew McConaughey like five years ago. Oh, so right, 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 those right. people do have a knack for sifting through hours <laughs> of horseshit to find like yes. a random performance that's you know a career maker every once in a while. Okay, um, we're gonna keep going because I do want to bring up something because there's an issue there. Movie starts at 55, it jumps to 66, and 66 is when they go to the mental asylum where you get introduced to a man named Jackson and a man named Bud. Bud is a hulking man beast. Mm-hmm. Jackson is a tiny, tiny boy with a very good haircut. Yeah. <laughs> the assumption is that Bud is going to be Leatherface. Spoiler Bud is not Leatherface. Bud gets his head blown off. Jackson is Leatherface. How did it go from 55 to 66, and then 66 to 74 when Texas Chainsaw came out? Jackson gets 250 pounds on him, about a foot. Mm. He's corn fed, son. <laughs> it's it's corn fed and like human meat. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, because he's living on nothing but the meat of Texans. I guess plot twist: he, the whole thing is a suit. He's not just leather face; he's leather body. Shut up. <laughs> he's Ed Gein. Yeah, he's just wearing a big skin suit. He's acquired the layers of many. many <laughs> At the end of the movie, you don't see when he like after it's like a the long YouTube day. video where the guy puts on like 120 shirts or whatever. It's like <laughs> Ooh. just a bunch of human skin suits. Okay, a uh, new nurse starts. Her name's Elizabeth, and she's like, "I'm gonna make friends with all the mental patients." And the guys like, "Don't make friends with all the mental patients." And she's like, "I'm gonna anyway." And she meets. That a, is pretty much what she does. This yeah. is what happens. Yeah, and she meets her. She meets a Bud and Jackson. Oh, Kagan's leaving. Nah. Meets a fake Bud and Jackson. Or no, yeah, Bud and Jackson. And, oh, he needs a jewel. And, uh, Jackson, not Jed, was really suave with her. I didn't expect that. Oh, yeah. He was, like, jumping over chairs and macking. Yeah, that's and the whole thing. That's why it's super obvious the entire time that he's going to be Leatherface. See, I'm really mad. I didn't get it at first. Kagan got it right away. He was like, yeah, didn't you know it's going to be Leatherface? Kagan's also seen this movie twice. Yeah, but the first time I saw it, I didn't get it either. I was like, but what? I'm like not not alluding. You're like, I'm like not letting on that I've already seen it. <laughs> Can't believe you guys didn't pick up on that. Dude, look at that. Because I didn't think this movie, like, not that it was like a super clever twist or whatever, but I didn't even think that that movie, I didn't even think that this movie was clever enough to pull off that. Like, yeah. when they presented Bud, like, the hulking mute in the mental hospital that shows, like, you know, kind of like... No emotion. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh... Yeah, so give it a few more children and pig heads. 
Okay, yeah. I bumped my score up to 10 out of 32, Joel Rapigans. Fair. Uh, they introduce your main, your three main characters. They introduce Antagonist, who looks like just generic skinhead from Green Room. Uh, Ike. Ike, Ike, Ike is his name. Um, they introduce Antagonist's weird girlfriend name. I found it at the end. Cla- uh, Clarice. Clarice, yes. Um, he was trying to feed a girl a mouse because she's. Oh, was yeah, that's how her. they introduce her. Yeah, she's, she's just trying to feed a girl a mouse. Um, why were they letting these two obviously deranged and unstable individuals just wander free? Uh, this is a terrible hospital. There you can't no, keep like, an eye on everyone, yeah. man. Yeah, but like there are like containment areas. Containment area. You have to put them in the SCP containment area. Well, they're... But it's also a public institution in Texas. Well, yeah, that's the thing is they're all like... Some of them are criminally insane and some of them are... But they all seem to be together because like yeah, you don't yeah, mix just, those. Like, lock them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talking to Bud and Jackson, and they seem pretty cool. And then what's his face? Ike talks to her for like thirty seconds, and then tries to rape her in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, definitely a very yeah, mixed bag of patients. Like it's not well run Bud over and, there. Bud and Ike get into a yeah a fight, which if they would have actually fought, Bud would have broken that man in two pieces, which he does later. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um well they, they don't really say what happened to anybody except for Bud, and they bring up that Bud beat his last foster family into a coma, and then Jackson's like, You don't understand, they took his dog from him. And like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Take my dog, I'm beating you into a coma. So he definitely falls into the uh, I call them the Lenny group from a mice and men. Yeah. That he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's just really strong, he doesn't realize it. He's just big and I have uh, a Newfoundland in my mom's house who's the same way. She's always oh, knocking shit on the table. She yeah. weighs a lot. So. You try to take that dog. I, yeah, yeah. You wanna, you know, I, oh, I want a Newfie so bad, but... I they're just, a lot of fun. Th- just, you know... They're just intense. Yeah. Just th- keep rags around the house to wipe slobber off. And dude, that's the only thing. I, 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 was a, I was a fan of big dogs until I had to deal with my girlfriend's dogs who were like 60 pounds. And I was like, I get why you like small dogs because you just kind of yoink them when they're being bad and yeah. move them somewhere else. So that's why I like cats. Um, Verna wants to visit her son, and oh, she, yeah. yeah, and she's like, "I'm rich now. I brought a lawyer." And they're like, "You can bring all the lawyers you want. You still need a court order." Yeah, this ro- this lawyer that looks like Asher Roth. <laughs> Who? Asher Roth, the rapper. He loves college. He loves college. Oh, see that guy who's like, "I love college." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I love. Yep. Your- oh my god, I I put him in like Mac Miller in the same group of annoying like white rappers. Oh yeah, that like college guys really were into. Well, I, Verna wants to meet her kid, but she can't. <laughs> so Verna has a freak out, goes to the bathroom, runs away, steals keys. From, we're just kind of flying through this part because it's really just annoying exposition. This honestly confuses the shit out of me, yeah. It's Verna wants her kid back. Verna can't get her kid back. Verna gets mad, goes to the bathroom, runs from the bathroom, gets the keys from the nurse, breaks out everybody. Bud is getting shock treatment right now. Yeah. Bud and Ike are both getting shock treatment. Yeah, it's Bud and Ike. And uh, they just didn't shave Bud's head for some reason. And well, it's not really treatment; it's more like shock punishment because this is their punishment for getting into the fight. Oh yeah, I guess I don't know. The Ramones made it sound more fun, and uh, yeah, this whole thing—the residents just break out and everything goes nuts. Uh, Clarice kills the girl that she was yeah miles down into. Then she sucks Ike's dick in the stairwell. There's a bunch oh, of people running. The riot. Yeah, yeah. it wild. is. It's weird. Um, people are getting killed. There's a riot. They break out. Um, yeah, and I think everyone but Ike in this scene gets their first kill. Yeah. 
No, oh yeah, Jackson does too. Yeah, Jackson, Jackson the guy. just rocks this guy. Well, no, does Ike stab? No, that's the other guy that stabs the nurse in her mouth. Yeah, some, yeah. so yeah, Jackson saves Lizzie. Bud just rocks the doctor through a glass window. I don't think he rocks him through it. I think he just kind of... No, he, he, he doesn't, like, push him through all the way, but he, like, beats his head until the glass breaks and then just, like, leaves him there. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, shoves his head through. I, I guess we could call the doctor a glass half-empty kind of guy at that point. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, I wish I had, like, a, the sound effect, like a car crashing to play right Dude, I really... I've been thinking about getting a soundboard for just stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it is It is Jackson and Lizzie and Bud outside. Ike and Clarice grab them, and they get in a car, and they go driven off. And they stop, and they open the trunk, and Lizzie gets out to run, and they bring her back, and Ike gives the best threat and ever. Clarice is fast. Clarice, she catches she up is, with Lizzie yeah, like, yeah. in, like, three strides. And uh, Ike's like, if you ever do that again, I'm going to turn you into strawberry pie. Which doesn't really sound like... That's- Thing? It doesn't look like sure a threat as much as like a strawberry pie, but that's not like the first pie that I imagine. Yeah, and it doesn't really sound like a threat as much as a nice promise. Yeah. I can do that again, I'm gonna make you a chair pie. Okay. A strawberry pie. And you're like, okay, thanks, dude. It's really sweet of you. You do that again, I'm gonna turn you into a goddamn sweet potato pie. <laughs> <laughs> you do that again, I'm gonna baste you and put you in the oven at 250 for four to five hours to get a nice golden brown skin. <laughs> um, but then it cuts back to like the mental make sure hospital. Cook, make sure you like, gotta, gotta heat the inside before. <laughs> 350, what is 160? soft on the inside. Yeah, 160 degrees though. You want to kill all the diseases. And it cuts back to like the mental asylum and the police are taking pictures. And cool little thing if you guys notice, the camera flash noise is the same camera flash noise from the original Texas Chainsaw. Yep. That yeah. 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 That was pretty yeah, cool. Fuck that. Credits and all yeah. that. It's a creepy... Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's any Wilhelm screams in this movie at all. There isn't. How <laughs> ah, does the Wilhelm scream go? What? It's like... Ah-ha! <laughs> what? <laughs> Phil, what's your Wilhelm scream impression? Ah! <laughs> ah! I'm... Wait... <laughs> Dude, we're so off topic. No, it's fine. This whole episode's going to be a terrible train wreck. Well, it's because it's just not a good movie. Let's find a top ten Wilhelm scream. That's yeah, I feel like it's just inherently more interesting than us actually going over the plot of this yeah. movie. Well, do you know where Wilhelm scream came from? It was a Sergeant Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, they, yeah, um, and then there's that one movie where they use it like three times. There well, actually, it's just, I guess there's a couple of them. There's like an old western that, I, that I've never seen the clip from. Like, yeah, that was Sergeant Wilhelm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because as long as we don't explain what movies we played, we can keep that in. These the Wilhelm screams. Yeah, because it's in. It is public. Hundreds of, like hundreds of movies. It's, yeah, it's a I'll public. tell you what, none of them are Star Wars. I can tell you that much. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> Dude, George Lucas is going to kick down my door. None of them are called Space Battles. <laughs> space Battles. <laughs> called uh, Sun and Peace. Yeah. Galaxy Fights. Um, you know that movie uh, Plaything Tale with the little uh, puppet cowboy and the Plaything Tale. Yeah, <laughs> I do like your sensitive microphone because this whole episode is going to be background with just birds chirping. That's awesome. It is kind of cool. Uh, maybe you can hear our neighbor out there in, her, in the wheel in a wheelchair in the middle of the road begging people for change. She's I forgot about that thing. story. That was, Dude, she does it like that's really yeah. Good. She a lot. That's like, her thing. That's her twice as week. That's her mo. Um, so they 
go and they find a uh, restaurant and they go in there and they're like, we don't have any money, but we'll figure it out. And Ike looks like he is clenched all the time. Like, like his, his neck, his veins are popping. And oh, yeah. He's just red. Yeah, yeah, he's aggressive. He's just like, any money, guys. It hurts to be alive. <laughs> the guy, look what he is in pain. Existence is pain. <laughs> and, um... Jackson is talking to Lizzie about how he wishes they could have met in a different circumstance. And he was like, I wish we were just here on a date, not being held captive by two maniacs running from the law. And a restaurant massacre occurs, which is a pretty cool scene. That was probably the high point of the movie for me. I thought that was probably like the coolest scene. It was brutal. That was that was the part that I would call the raddest. Yeah, yeah it was pretty rad. <laughs> I just don't get how Ike blows a girl's head off point blank range with a shotgun to gratuitous effect and leaves the restaurant just clean. Yeah. Not yeah. a single drop of blood on him. Uh, Clary stabs a guy in the neck behind her. Not a single drop of blood on him. Yeah, it was a good shot because I don't think she was looking when she did it. Yeah, she yeah. Kinda, like, turned around. She was like keeping eye contact with like, and Bud gets shot on the way out. Yeah. Which is bullshit. I'm pretty sure he had nothing to do with the robbery. Yeah. It was just I don't think he was even in the restaurant. Yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. where like Bud sit in the car. Yeah, well, because he was like, he's like, we can't have a six foot tall mute with us. They're going to know who that. Yeah, well, he doesn't say that word. He says a mean word for him. But he was, uh, yeah, which really upsets me because there's a Devo song. Starts with an R? No, M, actually. I didn't know that was a oh, slur. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see, it is, and I use it, you know. Yeah, I didn't realize that it's actually a slur. My yeah. my girlfriend told me, she's like, no, it's what they call Down Syndrome people. I looked it up, and I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, that is for sure. Which sucks, because good Devo song, too. Oh, dude, it took me so long to figure out what word you guys were talking about. Oh, yeah, no, good. Like a Mongolian. Yeah, good. There you go, yeah. Like a really good Devo song now. We can't have this six foot tall Mongolian in this Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, is what he says. They're like, they're going to know who it is, but. Middle of Texas? <laughs> dude, half the people in Texas are six foot tall and mute. What are Mongolians Mongolian. doing in Texas? <laughs> but they're, yeah, they. Bud gets shot, and then they get in the car and bail. Um. This, you skip over so much of this movie. They find a trailer, and there's a dead guy in it. And he's ooey and gooey. He died from autoerotic asphyxiation. We think. We didn't see his penis. We just knew he hung himself. Yeah. In the bathtub. In the bathtub. Sitting dude. down. Yeah. Was he, how do you hang yourself sitting down? Because you're jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> My issue still is if you're sitting down, you can't hang yourself. It's just called a really weird necklace. No, you. You definitely can. I okay. Maybe he didn't hang himself. Maybe he just got caught and then died. <laughs> what do you think? He's just like, oh, this was fun, and then he's like, oh no, I can't get out of the bathtub now. No, I think you ever. Uh, no. Finish, um, no. You know, feeding the geese. I hate this already. And you just fall asleep like. No. <laughs> what? Feeding the geese. <laughs> What does Bill here just come home and Kagan just asleep at the kitchen table face down? No. Okay. We don't have a kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is so they find this gooey corpse and then Clarice and Ike have gooey corpse sex. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, she like kissing. She had tongues in his mouth. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that kissing. What she was doing to it? She, she was just trying to dig out something with her tongue out of his mouth. <laughs> Maggots, I guess. And um, they get done, and Ike goes on a tangent about it. like, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Un- un- uh, asked, unwarranted. Yeah. No one really brought it up. But then he ends with, Bud, you're on first watch. The man <laughs> yeah, laying there shot on the couch. Gut shot. <laughs> um, yeah, Bud, you're on first watch. Did they ever say what was outside? Because they just see the shadow walking on outside, and we were like, dude, it's going to be Leatherface versus Bigfoot. 
I guess it's yeah. Bud. I, I guess it's just Bud. Yeah, yeah, I just assumed it was Bud, but they do never go over that. Yeah. She it, walks out the door and, like, goes into the woods and then... Like, like tries to rape her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, everyone, like, she sneaks out, but everyone's awake. <laughs> That's true, And they all end up in the woods together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jackson comes in, and his action Jackson kicks his shit in. Clarice shows up with a shotgun. No, nah, I wouldn't say kicks his shit in. I think they just kind of, like, fall into each other and tumble well, down. Uh, Jackson, into each Jackson didn't, wasn't bleeding. Ike had a bloody nose, so I would say. Okay. Yeah, I'd say Jackson won. He pushed his shit in. Yeah, and, um... <laughs> shit pushed in. And, uh, Clear shows with the shotgun and is like... Rrr, rrr, stop fighting. Rrr, rrr. I don't know. Yeah, I she don't... She takes him back and then... Ike's just like, come with me, bud. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand why Bud and Ike end up... Together. Together without the, th- without the other three. But, but Curb stops Ike. He log stomps him. Oh, was it a log? Yeah, he, he pulls him up. Oh, why would there be a curb in the middle of a meadow? America's a disability act. You have to have you have to have a curb where there's a ledge in a sidebar. <laughs> when they were going through that meadow, that's when I really realized that this was not shot in Texas at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really like in the first one, it's like got that like. I, I would sun scorching. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Exactly. Like scrub brush and everything. This one was like. Nice, like, thick woods and all that. It kind of looks like Mississippi. Yeah, it was yeah. shot in Bulgaria. Shop. Wait, let's, I can actually <laughs> The find Mississippi out of Eastern Europe. <laughs> Mississippi of Eastern Europe. What is the cheapest place we can film at? Yeah. <laughs> they'll pay it you. They'll pay, they'll pay you to fly. It Bulgaria. makes more sense to fly what everyone we're gonna do overseas. We're all going to be couriers for these packages. <laughs> don't look in. Don't fly acknowledge them. It was... <laughs> Uh, it was shot in... No! Yeah, I already looked it up. I wasn't kidding. That makes me so <laughs> mad. <laughs> it was in Bulgaria. <laughs> I thought you were just making that up. Yeah. <laughs> so it genuinely was cheaper than for them to fly everyone to Bulgaria. Yeah. How did that happen? Did well, you see, everyone else was in Texas, but Steven Dorf was in Bulgaria. Like, what... No, it was literally picked for budgetary reasons. Sounds like somebody was on the run from the IRS. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a bummer. They said it fit the 1960s aesthetic, which was just a knock against the entire country of Bulgaria. Yeah, <laughs> well, what's the most just backwards European country of Bulgaria? They're still yeah, stuck that, in the 60s. That, that trailer was just there. <laughs> that was, they found it in the body, so it was not a prop. <laughs> Not a fake body. It was actually the mayor of the town. <laughs> mayor of Bulgaria. And he was not dead. <laughs> it's just him. He, he has a disease. He uses. <laughs> He's just a Bulgarian guy. So um, they find Bud just sleeping on top of Ike's just destroyed corpse, which was really weird. That's the one thing they didn't show in the movie is like an up close shot of Ike's split head. Yeah. Yeah, and they definitely like I thought the implication was that they were gonna do that, but then they just showed yeah. blood sleeping on top of Yeah. Him. Like that's it's like the one thing where they're like, guys, guys, this is too far. We can't show this. Yeah. yeah. BJ brought this up where when we were watching it. It makes sense for the man to have uh finished uh stimulating himself and then fallen asleep because every scene in this movie like every segue between scenes is someone falling asleep and or passing out and waking, <laughs> waking up back to something up. else. Yeah, that's how this movie transitions between every single shot. Um, that happens. Clarice is like running around trying to find him. She gets found by like baby cop. 
who's like, you gotta tell me where everyone is because you're gonna get killed. And she's like, no. Steven the... Oh, no. No, Steven the Not Steven the Dorf. It was this other cop. And she's like, just me and Ike. And he's like, I don't believe you. And then Steven Dorf shows up and he shoots her in the face and then they just shoot the trailer up and... Find out the guy... uh, They killed a guy, but he was already dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jessica runs away. They finally catch her. Jessica. Lizzie. Just just pulling names up. I don't know, man. This movie. Lizzie runs away and they catch up and they find just a corpse of a dead cow and the dogs and cops are coming after him. And have you guys ever seen A New Hope speaking of Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Because speaking of galaxy fights. Yeah, it's galaxy fights. Yeah, they they hide in this just rotting cow. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the movie Milky Way Melee. (laughs) Yeah. They're hiding. Yeah, it. Oh, and that was that was gross. definitely like one of the funnier like eye rolling kind of moments. Yeah, because like I mean cows are big, but like you are not fitting three people inside of especially a cow. Bud. Like, I was gonna say you. Yeah, I think you can fit like one Bud. You can fit Bud or Jackson and Lizzie. Not all three. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to like yeah. Group that together. Bill, how many Buds fit into this cow of a movie? Um. <laughs> One and only one. One bud. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And then they get out, and then they're just kind of wandering, and a cop car goes by because near a road, and Lizzie calls it down, and the cop stops, and they get up there, and Bud starts fighting the cop, and the cop shoots Bud in the head, and that's when you're like, but if that was supposed to be Leatherface, why'd he die? And that's when they're like, oh, Jackson's probably going to be Leatherface. Yeah, because Jackson grabs the cop, punches him, and just... Killed him real good. Slams his head in the door. Cruiser. Jackson adored him. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Jackson really like shows like no like signs of mental distress really like throughout the movie, and then it just snaps. Yeah. A guy that he has probably like two conversations with throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Well, the the one where we meet them both. And uh, yeah, all of a sudden, just goes through a total mental break where he's now Leatherface, and he's now gonna like haul off and kill this police officer. Yeah. This I think doing the worst part about this movie, and I'm so embarrassed that in the moment when Bud gets shot, I was so hung up on Leatherface being a hulking man beast that I was yeah. like, "Who's gonna be Leatherface now?" Because it didn't click that they were gonna sort of turn Jackson into this hulking man yeah. beast. I was still pretty convinced. I was like, "I mean, it's Leatherface, like a yeah, you know, a little 38 to the head. Like that's not gonna, you know, yeah, he'll be back that up." Was a, that was a gooey shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah a, he definitely died. But I was still out the man. I was still pretty convinced. I knew who Leatherface was when that yeah <laughs> and then they're like driving away in that cop's car and Jackson's having a full breakdown and Stefan Dorfin shows up and starts <laughs> shooting him through the back window and he this crazed white man starts following them <laughs> man this this would be funny if this wasn't just like every wow. black American's daily interaction with the police this movie's got everything it's got car chases it's got uh, blowjobs blowjobs Corpse hanging out yeah, inside of well, yeah. Corpse Holy hiding like asphyxiation. Possibly. I asked for a lot in my movies. <laughs> Did it check all the boxes, gang? Well, drops car do, do you know what box it didn't check for me? Being a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> they forgot that one. Um, I don't know, dude. Uh, Jackson gets shot in the face and it gets chunked off, and he looks like all yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, Bud gets shot in the head, doesn't survive. Jackson gets shot through his. Cheek through his yeah through his face. That is the same effect on his face that they used in the Evil Dead remake for that girl cutting her face yeah. with the glass in the bathroom. Yeah, it, have you seen that the Evil Dead remake? 
Yeah. The yeah. scene of the girls cutting her face yeah, in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. That looked exactly like it was that prosthetic. They just found it in like a warehouse. The like, same one. Yeah. 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 Just like I throw it on <laughs> his face. Um, I don't know. Car gets shot. The wheel gets shot. It like flips through the air. And how oh, this is when I was putting meatballs in the oven. I missed this part. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Well, yeah, she gets shot. Uh, Lizzie's driving. She yeah. gets shot in the arm, and that that immediately leads to her like hitting some kind of like embankment, like flipping the car three times. Because you know that's what happens when you have like a mild pain when you're driving. Yeah, it is funny that you brought up Texas Chainsaw 3D because in that movie, at one point, Leatherface a van drives by him, and Leatherface cuts the tire, and the car drives down the road an extra forty feet, and then all of a sudden flips. <laughs> Like over and over end. <laughs> we should have watched that. But yeah, no, there's a scene where he does. He Is cuts it really the, 3D? Yeah, it did. It, it was when it came out as 3D. But like everything, it just 3D sucks. I've never gotten enjoyment from watching something. In 3D. Yeah, me either. I just think it gives cool. me a headache. Like even like the Nintendo 3DS, I'll turn it on occasionally. I'll be like, that's cool, but I'll just turn it right back off. Yeah, it's just too much. My eyes don't work. I don't know. Uh, Lizzie's live. The cop finds her, and they somehow end up at the Sawyer farm and. Bud's hung up by some chains in the Sawyer farm, and cops there, and he's making Bud's there. No, oh, no, I keep getting their names mixed up. Jed, Jed, Jackson, Jed, Jackson, Jetterface, Jetterface. Yeah. Um, he's hung up by the chains, and he's like dying, and I don't know. The cops going on about something about revenge, yada yada yada. BB cop shows up to the Sawyer household and is like. They're at the old farm now. Where's my cut of the money? Oh I guess. yeah, he's a crooked cop. But like, it he's never is it. Never alludes to it. Never explains it. It just they throw that out there. And then, yeah, there's no reason for him to be really like that. I can think of. Yeah, I don't get it at all. Yeah, and they're like, here's your money, and then they hit him in the head, and she's like, there's your money, and then they feed him these pigs, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah the cool part of the movie. I don't know. And then they go to the farm and. The sheriff has a soliloquy. Yeah, the end of this movie is pretty anticlimactic. I literally, I stopped caring after that car flipped and they blacked out. Yeah. I was just like, can we just be done? I don't know. Um, yeah, Bill's yawning and just talking. About <laughs> yeah, Bill's just, I don't know. Let's just speed through this. Uh, anticlimactic. Sheriff gets hit with something. He gets passed out. Wakes back up. Scene transition. He's in a room with the girl, Lizzie, in their other room. or sewing. Yeah, and he was just like about to kill her, right? And then they escaped together. Yeah, I don't know. And there's so thinks he's like with that. He thinks she's with them or whatever. Yeah, they're selling Leatherface's face back on. And yeah, and they put like a weird like harness on. Yeah, like a jock strap on his face, <laughs> yeah, like holding it together. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like. I kind of wish she just would have said the Saul's family at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they should have just really daddy. Weather daddy. They might as well because you know this is one of the many sequels where like even the, though yeah, I think one person plot. gets killed with a chainsaw in the original Texas Chainsaw. Yep, it's they, a, they like fetishize like the family's involvement with chainsaws. Like everybody's got a everybody's got a love chainsaws in these right. movies. So uh, I guess that was their way of doing that. With uh, trying, yeah, I guess there was only one chainsaw kill. There was only one in the original. It was the dude in the wheelchair yeah yeah which is notable for not being that violent and on top of that like for a movie called the texas chainsaw massacre like not a lot of chainsaw nah, massacre it, it wasn't a gory movie it was intense like yeah, like the scene where oh, he Stephen Dorff really gets it with a chainsaw Stephen Dorff gets yeah, wrecked yeah, he gets, yeah um yeah he gets uh he gets like he, both of his hands cut off and they like shove it through his chest yeah, he's he's like yeah unseamed yeah unseamed from nave to chops that's about right um, and then, I don't know, Lizzie escapes somehow and goes running. I don't. And, like, 
Jetterface is chasing her. And, and so is one of the other Yeah, I don't know. They're yelling and hooping and hollering, and she gets steps yeah, up. Yeah, the day I, I mentioned that while they're chasing her through the woods, she, like, stops and hears them both, like, eh, eh. <laughs> it was just, they sound <laughs> they like, just, they make their chasing a woman through the woods noise. No, they sound like, oh, what's his face from Home Improvement? And she runs, she steps in a bear trap, and she's, like, on the ground, and she's, like, Please don't hurt me. You're not a bad person. It's your bitch of a mother. And then he just lops her head off with a chainsaw. Yeah, he's like listening, and then she, yeah, he, she's like kind of talking him out of it. He's about to kill her, and yeah. he's like kind of putting his shit down. And she says like, "It's your crazy mother," or whatever. And she, he fucking just immediately, no questions asked, mask off, just cuts the, cuts her head off. But not even like there was no resistance from the head. It looked like someone was smacking a t-ball. Yeah, off it wasn't the like it wasn't like a chainsaw. <laughs> It was yeah. He like I think it cuts her head off with pure force. <laughs> it was he didn't even actually rev it up. He yeah, just he hit it so like, hard. Engage the chain. It's straight up a uh, Jason takes Manhattan where he punches that guy's head off. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I don't know. And that's it. And then he like screams and the movie ends. Yeah, he does. The yeah, movie he screams a bunch. He's like, and he sews her face onto his oh, face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. lipstick on so we know that he is a member of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> I don't think and that was the implication <laughs> there. <laughs> I think it was more of going back to the original one where he wears that face with the lipstick on it. Yeah. Well, oh, was that supposed to be what I was saw. trying yeah, to say? I, that that I, was I, the face? Oh. Yeah, but this face that he makes out of Lizzie's face. Yeah, damn, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, that's well actually. Yeah, but you gotta yeah. think about the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre takes place about like eight years in the future. Probably decomposes. I don't think he put like rubbed it in salt. Well, he should have. He should. Yeah. You're gonna be a mask maker. If you tan skin, it doesn't go bad. I guess Just he didn't. Like leather. Oh, that's why it's called leather face and not like floppy skin. Yeah, face. yeah, exactly. It's not like yeah, it's not like rotten skin face. It's like leather face because he's like <laughs> so he's a leather not leather. It's just flesh because yeah, he's his flesh face right now. And then he like looks in the mirror and gets disgusted himself and punches the mirror and it's the end. No, he hits it with uh, scissors. Oh, I don't know. That's got a lot for me at this point, <laughs> dude. And it just ends with the credits and a chainsaw going in the background. I hate that movie. <laughs> It's like a two-stroke engine idling in the background. It's so annoying. It's terrifying. It's so bad. Actually, you know what? That was a scary part in the movie. The only... There was not a single moment in this movie, and I jump at a lot of things that I jumped through. It was remotely scared, had tension. Yeah, not jumpy. No. Not... No tension. No. I think the only part that maybe... Not as gory as I felt that it was the first time. Yeah. Again, it was the surprise of the, like, restaurant massacre scene the first time I saw it where I was like, wow. But now I'm just like, eh. Yeah, uh, and it was just the one part where he shoots the girl on the ground. It just like makes that like volcano yeah, yeah, blood yeah. gushes. Oh, like, the stab in yeah. the the, Neck, in the yeah. prison ride's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that was kind of cool. But it was, was it cool, or was it just the flashing lights that made it cool? No, it's it pretty. Uh, oh, the flashing lights made it less cool. Really, he, he really gets in there and stabs. <laughs> yeah, I guess he does. What was he doing? How did that kill her? She, she drowned in her own blood. He was just no, like, he was getting her in the neck and stuff too. Uh, he was really just this is what he is, like tonsillectomy. Oh no, those those tonsils are very swollen. We cut them out. Yes, <laughs> he was trying to do. I don't know. Do you know under Obamacare, all tonsillectomies will be performed by mental patients? <laughs> <laughs> After the death panel, say you can go yeah, and get it done. You got bad tonsils? Yeah, you got to be a nurse. Now. <laughs> You have to wait for Vernon to let the crazy people out, and then maybe you will get your surgery. Gotta hate this movie. 
Why do we watch it? I don't know. Yeah, so we can make fun of it. I guess, but like, I always... that's the thing though. Some movies are just so boring and uninspiring that it's hard to even make fun of them. Honestly, yeah, this is no exit wounds with Steven Seagal. Yeah, that films. was you know some movies like really like go above and beyond and like the fact that they're just shitty. I'm and, con- you know some movies are just average shitty movies, and I think <sighs> this this movie committed one of the worst sins that a movie can commit in my eyes, and that is. It was forgettable. Yeah. Because, yeah. and the worst part about it is both Keg and I were like, yeah, let's watch this. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Not fun. Not fun at all. Um, I'm convinced all Steven Seagal movies are fronts to funnel Russian dirty money from the government. Bulgarian. Yeah. Like, he, he's a, he's like the ambassador of the United States from Russia. I'm convinced they use Steven Seagal to like channel dirty money through the Russian government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Seagullgate. Seagullgate. Investigate Seagullgate 2019. Is Steven it 2019? Seagullgate 9-11. Investigate 9 11 I don't know. Whatever. Casey fucking Ryback? What? It's uh, Under Siege. It's named Under Siege. There's a part like... Oh, it's Steven Seagull movie. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're like... He's like a chef. And he, like he's like a Navy SEAL or whatever, but he's also like a chef. And like, oh, my God. He's like a Um... <laughs> And he faxes oh. like part of his cookbook to the bad guys, like while they're in there, and like the main like part of the ship that they're on or whatever. And uh, they know who he is. So they see the book and they're like, "Oh, it's Casey fucking Ryback." Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this was the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Isaac, we miss you. Thank you to Three Bear Studios. Oh, Isaac actually sponsored this episode because. Oh yeah, Isaac did sponsor this episode. I forgot. We watched this movie on his HBO. Yeah. So Isaac, thanks. We sure did. Thanks. Thanks for this, Isaac. Um, and thanks to Three Bear Studios for sending me this banging mixer. Corey, I'm really sorry this episode quality isn't up to par. Blame Kagan for having a better microphone. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, definitely not operator error on my end. Yeah, shit. Yeah. It's my fault for having a, a pop filter. High quality microphone. Like a shock mount. It's so it. sensitive. It's just a very I good microphone. You microphone. professional asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Corey. Uh, Corey owns Three Bear Studios. They do a bunch of fun media production stuff. They are honestly fantastic. Contact. This is like the third time I've used this microphone, by the way. I'm trying to plug the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Contact him. He's been doing stuff with the Five Below, so he's going to be really busy, so get him fast for your corporate stuff. Uh, okay, can you have anything you want to say? Third time you use this microphone? Uh, yeah, I'll be at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not the joke you open with. Oh, no, yeah, that's it. Okay. Bill. Wait, while we're on the podcast, you should do your Joe Rogan impression. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> I, I, you know what? <clears throat> Jamie, pull that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> See, the thing is, I am proud to say I've never heard Joe Rogan. If you like anything, there's a Joe Rogan podcast yeah, that will expand that. your knowledge on that, problem, no, that subject. I I made the joke before, and it's I don't like Joe Rogan. You don't for like the Joe Rogan it's buff. I don't like Joe Rogan series. Not like Elon Musk because they both think they're like, and they were on at the same episode, so that really was annoying. That they both think they're like top shit, and they're really just annoying white guys. No, I think Joe Rogan like knows his place. I think he like. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't, but you know, maybe okay, maybe it's not Joe Rogan's fault. Maybe it's the Rick and Morty effect. Maybe I hate his fans. That's what I think. Yeah, maybe uh, I just hate his fair, fans. Because Joe Rogan usually does a good job of stuff, like, like playing devil's advocate for really? for whoever his guest is. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Joe. I don't have any issue. Yeah, with when he hears it, fans pissed off. You know, he's what? Gonna I, come, I he's hope, gonna come kick your ass. I hope Joe Rogan. Brought to you by On It. 
<laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. I hope Joe Rogan comes and Try fights Alpha me. Brain on onit.com. That's on it. <laughs> enter enter code GASP at adamandeve.com to get 40% off your next order. <laughs> Brought to you by Warby Parker. Brought to you by... MeUndies. Hello, Hello, Fr- <laughs> Hello Fresh. Fresh. Who are some other ones? Uh, Vistaprint. I actually got a... When I got my business cards made, I used to podcast uh, Vistaprint. Br- brought code. to you by Brooklyn and Brought to you by Untuck It. Untuck It. I like Untuck It. I want to get their shirts. Uh, what are some other ones? What's the one that uh, on last podcast, Marcus with the Glasses? Morgan Parker. Is, is that Morgan Parker? I bought some Morbies. Really? Uh, I lost them immediately. Um, what's the one about the, 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 the dental thing? Invisalign? Yeah, but it's no, not Invisalign. It's Miles yeah. Maybe. Tried on. Uh, Tried on was one. To do HelloFresh, uh, this episode is brought to you by Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm for when you want to wake up in a playground with no recollection of how you got there. This episode is brought to you by Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm, I didn't know it was in our fridge for the past two weeks. <laughs> it's been staying in your fridge for two weeks. Ew. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Next time you hear from us, Ilya B. Kagan, Matt and I doing Devil's Doorway, or Kyle doing one of the movies I've had on my list for him to watch forever. If we, we do another do. one in this house, we should do a ghost episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're going to do Devil's Doorway. Cool. Which is a very good movie. I mean, this house isn't haunted. It's haunted. It's just an old... Like, it's an old house, you know? It's haunted. Sometimes, like, sometimes things creak and doors close on their own... And sometimes you feel like people are touching you. Kagan's house isn't haunted. Begins to explain all the textbook haunting definition. Whose house isn't haunted? Just sometimes the walls weep blood. <laughs> it's cool. This house isn't haunted. Sometimes I just have fever dreams that Bill's sneaking through my bedroom naked. <laughs> this house isn't haunted. Or it Abe wasn't Lincoln. a dream. <laughs> this house isn't haunted. Or Abe Lincoln bus is just animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> There is an Abe Lincoln bus. Why is he facing? <laughs> Why is he facing whoever's sitting in that chair? This is Bill's chair, by the way. Bill. We are in recliners, and I'm in Bill's chair. Yeah. And usually Abraham Lincoln isn't facing you. Is, is it a reminder to stay honest? Like yeah, he's always watching? Right, yeah. Yeah. Got to... Make sure somebody's keeping an eye on me. That's fair. Keg and Bill have a cool house, but they, they have, like... Each room has, like, three doors to it. Yeah. Even the living room, there are two doors. Yeah, we, you gotta have a way out, man. Kagan's bedroom is three. Okay, yeah, yeah. On one here. of the bedroom, one of the doors leads into Bill's bedroom. Kagan, your bedroom wasn't a bedroom. That was like the living. That was a sitting area for sure. I don't know, man. This house is amazing. This house is weird. I got a little lost in this. It is. It is like two hundred square feet and eight rooms. Is that how we decorated it too? I, I like the decoration. Look at this one up here. I feel like you really like that. The, one. Uh, the JK assassination one. Yeah, is, we found we found that in this is, house. I was, is that an OG newspaper clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. In the closet, in that the is cool. Okay, whatever. This has been fun. <laughs> I'm very sweaty. I should have worn a flannel. It's very gross. I thought it was the ovens. Okay. I feel like literally skin. Bye, guys. Stay spooky. Duh.